Welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School. Join us as we talk about the ongoing book studies in our district, updates in our library, and hear about our amazing literacy celebrations throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsay Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley literacy gurus as we celebrate literacy together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to GV Talks Books. I am your host, Lindsay Simpson, and I am here with some wonderful friends of mine from third grade, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves. So, Amelia, we're going to start with you. Can you tell all of our listeners your first and last name and whose class that you're in? Um, my name's Amelia Edmund, and I'm in third grade, and my teacher is Ms. Schaefer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amelia, for coming with, being here with us today and chatting about Little House in the Big Woods. Uh, Dylan, I'll have you not go next. Okay. My name is Dylan Michael Frank, and I'm in third grade with Ms. Schmidt. In Ms. Schmidt class. Thank you, Dylan, for joining us today to talk about Little House in the Big Woods. Riley, can you introduce yourself and tell us who is your teacher? My name is Riley Coben. My teacher is Mrs. Schaefer. Thank you, Riley, for joining. And our last guest joins me every episode while we chat about this book. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Mrs. Norsethaporn, and I'm the librarian at Genesee Valley. So thank you all for joining us. And like we chat chatted about a little bit, we are going to continue our conversation on The Little House in the Big Woods. If you have the book at home and you'd like to follow along with us, we would love to hear from you. So give us a shout out on the PJC, or you can even shout at us at Twitter at Gen Valley News. Uh, so today we are going to be talking all about Chapter Five. In in this chapter, we get to hear about the Ingalls family's weekends. Right? We've already talked a lot about what they do during the week. They do a lot of chores. They're hardworking people. But their Sundays are a little bit different than the rest of the week. Amelia, can you tell everybody what are some ways that Sundays are different for the Ingalls family from the rest of the week? Um, Sundays are different because they don't they don't like do chores. They go to church and hang out with friends and stuff. That sounds amazing, right? They have such a hard week doing all those chores, going to church on Sunday and being able to just relax sounds like the perfect Sunday to me. Uh, I'm going to shoot it around. Let's go around the circle. What do you guys do on the weekends? Right? Because we go to school. We have to do all of our work Monday through Friday. Uh, but our weekends can look a little different. Who would like to share what you do on the weekends that makes it a little different than during the week? Amelia, you can unmute yourself and share. Of my weekends, I either go over to my friends or I'll just stay home and play outside or something like that. I love it. Are you playing outside right now even though there's snow outside? Uh-uh. I'm indoors. Indoors? Is it too cold for you outside? Yes. <laughs> me too. Me too. I have my warm clothes, but it's still a little cold for me. I like being inside with a cup of hot cocoa. <laughs> Dylan, what do you do on the weekends? I just watch TV and play games and play my games. I love that. Just relaxing after a hard work, a hard week of working. I love it. 
Riley, how about you? What do you do on the weekends? I go to my grandma and grandpa's. Play cards. Oh, play cards. Skippo. <gasps> Riley, I have, it's been forever since I've heard of the game Skippo. And I will tell you, I used to go to my grandmother's house and we used to play Skippo. Maybe someday you and I can play Skippo together because I have not met anybody else who likes to play that game. <laughs> Could we play sometime? That would make me so happy. Thanks, Riley. Mrs. Norsethaporn, how about you? What do you do on the weekends? Usually on the weekend, we just kind of stay home and relax from our busy, busy week and try to recharge and get ready for the next week coming. So I do, you know, some boring things like laundry and dishes and all of that stuff. But we try to just kind of uh, all stay home and just be together on Sunday. That's fantastic. That sounds like a lot about my weekend, too. Are you happy when you get all of that stuff done because you can watch TV? Uh, yes, I am. I'm super happy when I can take a day and get all of that stuff done, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore, and then I can sit down and watch TV. So, yes, it does make me happy. Yeah, because I like that, too, because this was the last thing I had to do. Yep. So you, you like a list? Uh, Dylan, do you like a list? You can you make yourself a list and then you check stuff off. Do you like to do that? No, my mom keeps everything in her mind. Mind. Yeah, her, your mom does. She keeps you in line, does she? I bet she's got a list in her head. And she checks it off as you do it. Good for you. We are going to actually have the pleasure of hearing Mrs. Norseth Horn share a part of Chapter Five out for us because our next question and our next topic in our conversation is about the story of Grandpa's sled and the pig. And I'm going to ask that all of our friends mute themselves so that we can only hear Mrs. Norsethaporn. Okay. So if everybody can take a minute and mute their microphones. Perfect. And, you know, we, in this book, let me start over. In this book, we get a lot of lessons through stories. Pa tells stories and Grandpa tells stories to Pa, and then he shares them with the girls. And this is one of those stories. So Mrs. Norsethaporn, I'm going to hand it off to you, and I'm going to ask that we all just sit back, get comfy, and we can all take a listen to Grandpa's story of Grandpa's sled and the pig. Okay. Um, I'm going to start a little bit before the story. And this is, Laura is having a bit of a hard time. It says, on Sunday after supper, she could not bear it any longer. She began to play with Jack, and in a few minutes, she was running and shouting. Pa told her to sit in her chair and be quiet, but when Laura sat down, she began to cry and kicked the chair with her heels. I hate Sunday, she said. Pa put down his book. Laura, he said sternly, come here. Her feet dragged as she went because she knew she deserved a spanking. But when she reached Pa, he looked at her sorrowfully for a moment and then took her on his knee and cuddled her against him. He held out his other arm to Mary and he said, I'm going to tell you a story about when Grandpa was a boy. The story of Grandpa's sled and the pig. When your Grandpa was a boy, Laura, Sunday did not begin on Sunday morning as it does now. It began at sundown on Saturday night. Then everyone stopped every kind of work or play. Supper was solemn, and after supper, Grandpa's father read aloud a chapter of the Bible while everyone sat straight and still in his chair. 
Then they all knelt down, and their father said a long prayer. When he said amen, they got up from their knees, and each took a candle and went to bed. They must go straight to bed, with no playing, laughing, or even talking. Sunday morning, they ate a cold breakfast because nothing could be cooked on Sunday. Then they all dressed in their best clothes and walked to church. They walked because hitching up the horses was work, and no work could be done on Sunday. They must walk slowly and solemnly, looking straight ahead. They must not joke or laugh or even smile. Grandpa and his two brothers walked ahead, and their father and mother walked behind them. In church, Grandpa and his brothers must sit perfectly still for two long hours and listen to the sermon. They dared not fidget on the hard bench. They dared not swing their feet. They dared not turn their heads to look at the windows or the walls or the ceiling of the church. They must sit perfectly motionless and never for one instant take their eyes from the preacher. When church was over, they walked slowly home. They might, walk on, they might talk on the way, but they must not talk loudly, and they must never laugh or smile. At home, they ate a cold dinner, which had been cooked the day before. Then, all the long afternoon, they must sit in a row on a bench and study their catechism, until at last the sun went down and Sunday was over. Now, Grandpa's home was about halfway down the side of a steep hill. The road went from the top of the hill to the bottom right past the front door, and in the winter, it was the best place for sledding downhill that you can possibly imagine. One week, Grandpa and his two brothers, James and George, were making a new sled. They worked at it every minute of their playtime. It was the best sled they'd ever made, and it was so long that all of three of them could sit on it, one behind the other. They planned to finish it in time to slide downhill Saturday afternoon. Uh, for every Saturday afternoon, they had two or three hours to play. But that week, their father was cutting down trees in the big woods. He was working hard, and he kept the boys working with him. They did all the morning chores by lantern light, and they were hard at work in the woods when the sun came up. They worked till dark, and then there were the chores to do. And after supper, they had to go to bed so that they could get up early in the morning. They had no time to work on the sled until Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Then they worked on it just as fast as they could, but they didn't get it finished till just as the sun went down Saturday night. After the sun went down, they could not slide downhill, not even once. That would be breaking the Sabbath. So they put the sled in the shed behind the house to wait until Sunday was over. All the two long hours in church next day, while they kept their feet still and their eyes on the preacher, they were thinking about the sled. At home, while they ate dinner, they couldn't think of anything else. After dinner, their father sat down to read the Bible, and Grandpa and James and George sat as still as mice on their bench, but they were thinking about the sled. The sun shone brightly, and the snow was smooth and glittering on the road. They could see it through the window. It was a perfect day for sledding downhill. They looked at their catechism, and they thought about the new sled, and it seemed that Sunday would never end. After a long time, they heard a snore. They looked at their father, and they saw that his head had fallen against the back of his chair, and he was fast asleep. Then James looked at George, and James got up from the bench and tiptoed out of the room through the back door. George looked at Grandpa, and George tiptoed after James. Grandpa looked fearfully at their father, but on tiptoe, he followed George and left their father snoring. They took their new sled, and they went quietly up to the top of the hill. They meant to slide down just once, and then they would put the sled away and slip back to their bench before their father woke up. 
James sat in the front on the sled and then George and then Grandpa because he was the littlest. The sled started at first slowly and then faster and faster. It was running, flying down the long steep hill, but the boys dared not shout. They must slide silently past the house without waking their father. There was no sound except the little whir of the runners on the snow and the wind rushing past. Then, just as the sled was swooping towards the house, a big black pig stepped out of the woods. He walked into the middle of the road and he stood there. The sled was going so fast, it couldn't be stopped. There wasn't time to turn it. The sled went straight under the hog and picked him up. With a squeal, he sat down on James and he kept squealing long and loud and shrill. They flashed by the house, the pig sitting in the front, then James, then George, then Grandpa, and they saw their father standing in the doorway, looking at them. They couldn't stop, they couldn't hide, there was no time to say anything. Down the hill they went, the hog sitting on James, squealing all the way. At the bottom of the hill they stopped, the hog jumped off James and ran into the woods, still squealing. The boys walked slowly and solemnly up the hill. They put the sled away, they sneaked into the house, and slipped quietly to their places on the bench. Their father was reading his Bible. He looked up at them without saying a word. Then he went on reading, and they studied their catechism. But when the sun went down and the Sabbath day was over, their father took them out to the woodshed and tanned their jackets. First James, then George, then Grandpa. So you see, Laura and Mary, Pa said, you may find it hard to be good, but you should be glad that it isn't as hard to be good now as it was when Grandpa was a boy. Thank you so much, Mrs. Nurse at the Porn, for sharing that little part of the chapter. I always love to hear the stories that come out of this book. As we listened, we heard that Grandpa and his brothers uh, we're a little naughty. Um, Dylan, can you share with everybody, remind everybody, what did they do that was a little naughty? They, they snuck out while his dad was sleeping. And, and with the long flood, they, they, the, the pig was in the way. So I think it got on there and then the dad woke up because he probably heard it squealing. That and then they got in trouble. <laughs> they did. They did get in trouble. What punishment did they receive? What happened? Because they they didn't follow the rules. They got a spanking. They did get a spanking. Yeah. We don't always follow the rules, right? We all we try to, right? But everybody makes mistakes every now and again. Um. So they made quite the mistake, and they got punished for it. Uh, how do you guys feel when you, you know, make a mistake? You know, what, what lessons can we learn from our mistakes? You learn that you don't, you ain't supposed to do stuff that, that's not nice to your parents. Or <laughs> yeah, we learn that we definitely shouldn't do things that aren't nice to our parents. Amelia, what do you think? Do, when we make a mistake, can we try again? Yes, you can try again to make, to, to fi you can't fix the mistake once you do it, but in the future you can try to, but you can try not to do stuff like that. That's perfect. Yeah, we can always say, try again. Wonder what I say, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. 
Amelia, I think I could put that up on a wall and leave it there for life. That is a perfect saying. Thank you for sharing that with us. At the very end of our chapter, to finish out our conversation, uh, it was Laura's birthday, and so they got to celebrate her birthday, and she got a special gift from Pa. And in Chapter 4, we talked about that for Christmas. Laura got a beautiful doll. Amelia, can you share with our listeners, what did Laura get uh, for the doll for her birthday? So Pa, he got um, her like a carved, like like a she got like Charlotte, like a like a buddy. Like he like carved her like a doll. Like he did, doll. yeah. He whittled her a little man to hang out with, which is perfect. Thank you, Amelia. So we all have we all have a birthday once every year, right? Mine's right around the corner. Who's already had a birthday this year? Mrs. Northeth Porn, when was your birthday? Um, I just had a birthday. My birthday was December eleventh. Our so regular, just had one. Yeah. What did you do to celebrate? Oh, uh, what did I do? Boy, I don't remember. It was a Friday night. We might have like just had a special dinner at our house. Very I think fun. That's what we did. We didn't go too far, but we just kind of stayed home. Very, very fun. I was just gonna say that that the that what Paul said, it's kind of like what he's telling a story about. He's regret. He's telling a story about his regret that he regretted. He didn't want to do that. I I love that insight, Dylan. That maybe he was sharing something that he regretted. That that is a really great insight that you have on on that part of the book. And that I love was it. Real, and I and I and my mom actually caught me on camera one on her phone on camera when I fallen on my face on on my dog's blanket. Oh, oh no. So was that something that you regretted? Yeah, and and she sent it to my brother. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Amelia, what would you like to share? Uh, my birthday wasn't that long ago. It was in no, it was November third. November, and what did you do to celebrate your birthday? Um, we we got a cake and had a and had a ham dinner. Yum! A ham Yum dinner. dinner. Yum. <laughs> Riley, what would you like to share? It was my grandma's birthday on December eleventh. Oh, same day as mine. We share birthday buddies. Very nice. Riley, when is your birthday? May 18th. May 18th. So you get a nice, you get nice warm weather for birthdays. That's Mm -hmm. wonderful. Is there anything that you like to do on your birthday? Do you like to go outside and play on your birthday? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take advantage of that nice warm weather. So I want to thank all of you for joining me in today's episode to talk about Chapter 5 of The Little House in the Big Woods. But before we go, I would like to go around and ask everybody just who is your favorite character so far in the book? Uh, Dylan, who's your favorite character? Um, I think, I think Pa because, because he says actually like me because I make regrets too. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Amelia, who's your favorite character? Um, Mary. Why do you like Mary? Um, just because I like that she's smart like me. Love it. Riley, 
Who's your favorite character so far in the book? I don't know. You don't know? Do you like everybody? They are all wonderful characters, aren't they? Mrs. Norsethaporn, who's your favorite so far? Or it right now? Uh, I really enjoyed, um, I, re I really enjoyed Pa, this chapter. He uh, told a really great story, and he was um, understanding and compassionate to the girls when they were struggling with Sunday. Love it. I think my favorite character this in this chapter actually was um, the the story of, of Grandpa. I like Grandpa, uh, Grandpa and his brothers, because they seemed a little bit like troublemakers, and I can relate to that. I like to think of myself as a little bit of a troublemaker myself, so I liked their characters a lot. So I want to thank you again for taking the time on your off day to join us to talk about this book. And if you are listening and want to follow along with us, you can find The Little House in the Big Woods at your local library. And feel free to join us every week to chat about the book. Next week, we'll talk about Chapter 6. From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode of GV Talks Books. And to remind you, the journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page.